welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host and this is my podcast and today is such a great day because I have, I just got an email for one and two, my guest today is comedian Chris Thayer. Uh, you may have seen Chris on uh, various television shows, Comedy Central's Adam Devine's House Party, Viceland's Flophouse, TBS's Pete Holmes Show and now... He's on the Love Alexi podcast right here on the Nerdist Network. Oh, my goodness. Now, let me just say, uh, I laugh so hard throughout this podcast. It's almost, uh, it's, uh, it's, never, it's never happened here before. Uh, he is hilarious. I think the, I've actually listened to this podcast more than once, not to make edits on the show, but just to listen. And like, I, I actually canceled a date earlier this week. Because uh, I felt like the guy I was going to go on a date with wasn't as funny as uh, as a, my podcast guest, Chris Thayer. So um, I don't know what that means, but that should say something. Here's the thing. If you want to know what I'm talking about, you got to listen to the show. And you should follow Run Don't Walk and follow Chris Thayer on all of social media. Definitely visit his website. Go to thisischristhayer.com. Follow him on Instagram at – oh, my God. It's so hard to say this. This, this is like – this is this this just, this just speaks to how funny he is. You can follow Chris Thayer on Instagram at Wump Thayer. It is, oh. <laughs> and you can find him on Twitter at Chris Thayer says. So here's the thing: we talk about a million different things. Uh, it's tangential. It's funny. It's flirty. There's a casual banter. I can't tell if we want to make out or if uh, or maybe if he hates me. Who knows you decide that you can email me about it later uh send those emails to dearlovealexi at gmail.com chris and i talk about dating depression comedy meditation tinder antidepressants uh just uh, just lots of stuff and um on a side note of a side note i'm reading a book by a woman named eve babbitts called slow days fast company the world the flesh and la and it is incredible. I feel like uh, it's about uh, it, it's a bunch of short stories about her and her friends and uh, gallivanting around Los Angeles and drinking, doing drugs, going dancing, being bisexual, looking for the man of her dreams, uh, looking for Prince Charming, all this shit. I feel like that's uh, it's a story of me and my girlfriends, except we're we're existing in 2016, and she wrote this uh, this book. I think she recently wrote it, but uh, I believe it's about stories from uh, from the 80s. Maybe the 70s, the 70s or 80s. And uh, it's just making me think because this is, this is a conversation that's coming up more and more um, with my girlfriends. And it's interesting because Chris Thayer and I talk about uh, dating and romance and love you know, a lot during this podcast. Um, but aside from that, what my girlfriends and I are talking about are whether or not we should just throw away the idea of meeting Prince Charming. We don't know if monogamy exists anymore. We don't know if, uh, you know... If the goal is even to get married or have kids, it's just all so confusing. So here's what I want to do. While I live in my confusion and I try to figure it out for myself, because right now I've been toying with the idea that like, what is my goal? All right. I, I just, I have all these things I want to do career wise that I am on the precipice of doing. So I'm very busy. I feel fulfilled. I'm very curious about life and I get to interview an interesting person every week and talk to them on this very podcast. But as far as romance is concerned, what is the goal? Men, I want to hear from you too. Girls, women, I want to hear from you too. So email me at dearlovealexi at gmail.com to tell me what you think the goal is. Because I, for one, thought and maybe still think that I would like to hopefully meet 
a fully, fully realized person, because I feel like I'm a fully realized, healthy adult uh, with her own life and interests and friends and career, I would like to meet somebody who I, I am heterosexual. I would like to meet a man who is, you know, has a similar um, groundedness to him that I do. Maybe a little less frantic and crazy. Maybe he's more uh, of an introvert or he's more of a rock so I can be the stream, as my mom was telling me. I, I, I think that the goal is to meet somebody like that. We fall madly in love. We're monogamous. We get married. We have a baby. Maybe we get divorced after seven years or longer. Or maybe we stay together forever. I don't know, but we deal with it as it goes. Or is that not the goal? What the fuck? I don't necessarily have to have kids. I, I, I thought I would like to. Uh, I might age out of it. Um, maybe I should just start dating women. Maybe monogamy doesn't exist and it's impossible. Maybe the goal is to just date somebody you laugh with. And, and uh, I'm not really trying to be saved by a man. I would like to have a guy who has his act together because I have my act together. But I'm not really looking for salvation or to be saved by a man financially or to complete me spiritually. Maybe perhaps spiritually, like in a cool way. Like I would like to laugh and have a nice time. But I'm just confused is my point. And um, it's a big question. It's a, uh, you know that I'm asking, but I'm throwing it out there into the ether. So I look forward to getting your emails so I can read them on the next episode of the Love Alexi podcast. Email me at dearlovealexi at gmail.com. And also, if you would like to, uh, if you like the show, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. It really does help me grow this show so I can keep doing it. I have so many amazing guests coming up. Chris Thayer is incredible, and every other uh, episode is, is going to be just as fun and uh, interesting in its own right. So, yeah, do that. Tell your friends. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, all of social media, at Alexi Wasser. And uh, now I'm going to shut the fuck up so you can enjoy my conversation with comedian, hilarious comedian, who I'm dying to make out with, maybe. I mean, I'm happy just to be friends with him, too. I don't need to sexualize everything. But uh, yeah, enjoy my conversation with uh, Chris there. Now entering Nerdist.com. All right. Holy shit. Sit down. This is going to be great. This is going to be the best day of our goddamn life. Oh, God. I could burst into tears at any moment. What the heck? What the heck? You look, um, you look cuter than I remember you. Yeah, put those back. I mean, you don't have to put those headphones on if you don't want to. Are they are they are they broken? Are the Nerdist headphones broken? Aristotle. They're not broken. Oh, what's going on? Are you noticing things more because you're meditating more? They're just not. Um... Oh, there it is. What were you? What was? What was that all about? Wanted to see which one goes on which side. Oh wow! Wait, hold on. It's hard to find. Oh, uh, left and right. Easy yeah, because you saw me find it. Yeah, right. Anyway, oh my God, who are you wearing? Oh yeah, turn yourself up, dude. So, Sonia. <laughs> no. That seemed like the right answer. Hey, girl. Oh, are we starting? Oh yeah, we're starting. Okay. Oh my god. Okay, getting things in order here, Chris. There. Did you like already intro me before I came in the room, or? No, are <laughs> you so joking? No. What do you mean? I just was. I came in here, and you're on air already. Oh, we start recording the minute you walk in. Oh my god! I know. Don't worry. Don't don't think I don't make edits. All right. Actually, I, I I find them, then I send them to Aristotle. So Chris Thayer, comedian, handsome man, sitting in front of me. Wow. Why do you look cuter than you did before? Uh, you know, the other two times I've seen you, three times. Um, <laughs> I was. Oh god. 
more prepared this time. You're more. Pre- I don't even know what you're talking about. More prepared this time. I don't know. I just said that to, mm-hmm. to have an answer. <laughs> I think I'm a less depressed this time. Are you less depressed? Are you on an antidepressants? And horn here. Just kidding. What horn um, here? <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Wow, I gotta go. <laughs> this is, um, I was watching some of your comedy. Don't worry, I was not prepping for this podcast whatsoever. But I just have a few. I jotted down a few notes. Chris Sarah eyed my my sloppy sheet of notes. Okay. Um, I like your. I only like one of your jokes. Just kidding. Wow. Um, I like your. Oh yeah, get get close to that mic. Okay. <laughs> You only like one of my jokes. No, I like your Tinder joke. Oh. That that stuck with me. That's the joke that has stuck with in in uh in the old craw. Yeah, I was, I was trying not to say craw. <laughs> I left off not to say craw. <laughs> but yeah, what's what's that joke? Cause I don't want to butcher it. It's online. People. Can- oh no! It's like Tinder's great because uh, you know men can blah blah blah, and then women want to fall in love. Definitely don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I do not specify gender. <laughs> yes, you do. No, I don't. Whose joke was that? Because you got to get him on the podcast. That's <laughs> how you maybe interpreted it. <laughs> say the joke. Say the one joke. I'm going to make you say one joke. <sighs> oh, let's just put. I say. Um, <laughs> Look at the differences in the size of our well, coffee. It's wow. so humiliating. Are you depressed? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I am now. What is that? A 64 ounce <laughs> big gulp. I'm laughing, and he's a comedian. The cup is melting. (laughs) You're not not supposed to put coffee in a cup that big. (laughs) It's plastic. (laughs) Tell me that joke. Um, That's where where everything starts in this podcast. The mm, minute that joke falls out of your mouth. Tinder. um, Oh, is this cool dating app where people who are just looking for casual sex can meet up with people who are looking for serious long-term relationships. <gasps> and I made it gender but I made, oh my God, look at me. The patriarchy is buried so deep in me, I can't even see it. I just live it. Sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> are you on antidepressants? No. Are you single? I'm always single. You are? Yeah. Don't tell my wife. Oh my God. Are you working so hard not to just be like hanging yourself during this podcast? No. You don't regret being here already? I, no, I don't regret it. Okay, so if you're single, let's get to the <laughs> Which good I stuff. Am. Oh, let's get to the good stuff. You got your cool Tinder joke. Uh-huh. You're looking great in your plaid shirt or wow. what have you. Yeah. All right, let's set the stage. I think um, most of my listeners are, uh, you know, cute, young, Hot, wet, 20s. <laughs> Aristotle, nothing. He's just like, no, I haven't had coffee yet. He's though. off caffeine. He's off caffeine. Oh, God. Um, How tall are you? We got to give the girls the good stuff. We got to okay. set you up to flourish post this podcast. Five foot nine. Mm-hmm. And that's not an exaggeration, ladies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> baby, baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> Some people, you know, lie apparently about their height. I don't. You don't. I'm 5'11". Does that mean it can never work between us? Um, I think you told me that it couldn't. Oh, but that's true. Plus, yeah. I'm off dating. I'm not dating. I haven't had sex in. Uh, I haven't had sex in like. I can't even look you in the eye when I tell you this. Like almost two months. Is dating all about sex to you? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Are is dating all about sex to you? No. Are you dating? No. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> if you like to laugh, you got to be my new friend, Chris. There. <laughs> It's the greatest. Okay. Five, nine. No exaggeration. What's your longest relationship? Like 
six to eight months. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So if you're in between things, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you're got accepted to grad school, but you haven't moved yet or something, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm the stopgap man for you. Oh, my God. You're my nightmare. <laughs> That's what they all say. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, maybe I'm not. Anyway. So you're single. That's weird. Um, Hurtful. Okay. Are you, <laughs> are you on Tinder? No. You're not on I thought you were on Tinder. That joke is just a lie. It's just a sham. Have you been on Tinder? I've been on Tinder, yeah. Do you want me to send you an invite to Raya, the exclusive dating app that's like elitist and... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. They okay. rejected me once, but sure. They did? How come they rejected you? They said I wasn't enough of a social media influencer. They did not say that. I mean, that's what it amounts to, isn't it? What the listeners can't see is when you lick your lips after you're really pleased with yourself. <laughs> I don't... I think you do. Do that. Yeah, you do. Oh, my God. I gave him a hearty look, everybody. <laughs> for the joke. Oh, for the bit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, all right. Single. Do you have an eight-pack, six-pack, four-pack, 12-pack? Mm, 24-pack. 24-pack. It's and, really painful. Oh, man. Um, no. I might have a six-pack, but it's only because I weigh like 126 pounds. That's my goal weight, and I'm like inches taller than you. That's probably unhealthy. Anyway. Uh, anyway. All right. So how do we meet? <laughs> we met at a party. Mm-hmm. And you were smitten immediately. Mm-hmm. Because I thought you were gay and I felt safe with you. And then my friend Sophia was like, he's not gay. He's totally not gay. He's so straight. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that means. But uh, that is a little offensive. That's but, a little. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, hey, just relax, you know. And you were like, <laughs> do my podcast. <laughs> I was like, it's not wrong. Well, <laughs> I mean, all publicity is good publicity. <laughs> oh my god, is this allowed? Is a podcast where I just am constantly screaming and screeching and laughing at your jokes at my expense? Is that okay to release a podcast like that? Yeah, I guess it's probably cool. I'm okay with it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I was licking my lips again. <laughs> you fully missed that, everybody out there. Oh, I feel so sorry for all of you missing that hearty lick lick. Lip lick. Okay. So we met and I was like, please do my podcast, which is like. That's like your opener at this point <laughs> with people. Fuck you. You're like, nice Tesla. Have you done a podcast recently? <laughs> How do you know about my pension for men with Teslas, of which you don't have one? Do you? You don't know. <laughs> I think I don't. I definitely don't. Oh, my God. I don't understand why you're single. I just don't get... Hey, do you want to have a girlfriend? Not really. You don't? No. What are you looking for? How come you don't want a girlfriend? Um, where do we start? Uh, anywhere. That's about the beginning. Okay. Go. Well, my dad and my mom had sex. And it was really good. Mm-hmm. And then my dad came. <laughs> okay. Is that, was that not far back enough? Too far? <laughs> oh my god. Um, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I'm not great at dating. I don't feel like that's why I'm not really looking for a relationship. If you could just be in a relationship that was great and not have to go through all the rigmarole of dating, would you do it? Because I'm single and I'm 
I have no desire to just have to fucking meet some stranger or like get to know someone. I just feel like I can't be bothered. I think it's not the dating process. It's like the actual being in a relationship part that's hard. Oh, I think yeah. it's all scary. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, so you're not on Tinder because you don't even want to like, or are you, are you dating? Mm, not really. No. Like I was on Tinder maybe last week or something. I'll yeah. get on for a little periods at a time and then I'll get like really obsessed with using it. And then I'm like, I have to stop this. Yeah. And then I'll swear it off forever. And then I'll get on a couple months later. And then I do that week to week with, and I jumped on Tinder to check Tinder out. And it was, I hate the fact that you can't lurk. Like you have to be part of it to like see who else is on there. Uh, You can hide your profile. You can hide your profile, but you can't see who's on there. You can't like go through mean? people. What do you mean? Like on Raya, you can be hidden, but you can still look at all the people who are not hidden. How does, how, can see, you not do that on Tinder? I that's don't the difference between you and me. I'm on Raya. You're on Tinder. You don't get it. We're having miscommunication because yeah. uh, we're not, you know. I guess I didn't have enough Vine followers. Oh, good. I'm not even on Vine. Well, it just went out of business. Oh, it did it really? Or something. Yeah. They're like leaving everything up, but they're, it's done. Exclusive. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. And there's so many people on Tinder that it just gets so overwhelming because you never run out of people. So you have to be yeah. part of it. To, and I don't like that. Like, on, at least on Raya, which is also just another fucking cesspool. Um you run out of people. Like yeah, the community like, is small, so you don't get overwhelmed. God, there's no more DJs for me to swipe like, through. How do you know all this stuff about Raya if you're not on it? I get it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I wouldn't have applied if I wasn't like, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, I do the same thing. I jump on. I jump off. I delete it. I go, I'm never going to do this. This is not for me. I want to meet people in real life who intersect with my life. Naturally, that's the way it should be done. That's romance because I believe I'm, I'm a romantic. Uh mm-hmm. And uh, and then I just get back on like three days later. Yeah, like, really yeah, romantic. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right. So, what's a first date with you like then? If and when you do date. Um, I'm like, hey. Hmm. What's up? Hello. Um, no, I, I don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink, so I'm like, do you want to like do something boring? <laughs> I don't know. Get ice cream and walk around the lake. That's fantastic. Yeah. I have a date like that because uh, I'm thinking I might, I might go on a date after this two month uh, sabbatical. I don't, I'm just, I'm so now you're saying you got something lined up? I think I might have something lined up. Oh, so you definitely do. You just don't want to admit it. I do. I think it's on a Saturday. I know it's on a Saturday. Positive it's a Saturday. Positive this it's a coming Saturday. Saturday. This coming Saturday. There's a time set. We Okay. Listen, I haven't been drinking either for two months. No drinking. No dating. No makeouts, no flirtations. What are you going to do? I mean, that's why I line this thing up via Raya. Are you going to go drink on this date? I'm not going to drink on this date. We're going to do an ice cream date was my point. That's why you know, I brought it up because uh, I love ice cream dates. They're great. They're fun. They're youthful. Okay, so you, you, know, you find some girl wherever you find okay. her. <laughs> a woman. You, you find a woman. We find each other. You guys find each other. <laughs> on an app probably. <laughs> Is it okay? Sad. It's not romantic really. And then you, okay, so you, do you meet her? Do you pick her up? No. Neither? I meet her God, this... on the date. I don't pick her up. But like you meet her at the ice cream stand? I want the details. What is it? Okay, if you and I were going to go on a first date, what is that first date like? This is not it because we are not dating. 
I'm on, I'm still on my sabbatical. Saturday is when I open myself up wide open. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Oh. wow. Two scoops. Two. Um, I don't know what that means. Yeah, it's an ice cream shop called Two Scoops. It's vegan. Are you vegan? No. That's good. I mean, no offense to Aristotle. He's vegan too. But too many vegans in one room. I can't take it. What? Back to our date. What's our first date like? And how do you approach me? If we're in real life, like, what is that going to be like? Let's say we're at Sophia's party um, and I didn't come full, full throttle at you asking you to be on my podcast like a desperate, desperate loser. Mm-hmm. Like, God, it's so hard to imagine that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love your Beavis and Butthead esque laugh. Hurtful. Um, okay. <laughs> oh God, I, fi- I feel like I'm going to steal that. I feel like in, in real life I'm going to start throwing in hurtful, like really well, quick. Give me a little joke bibliography on that. You got to be like, I stole that one from Chris there. But then it negates the joke, so I'm like hurtful. Yeah. And then I got to be like, good. well, by that's the way. fine because I don't want you to use it. So. Oh my God. Well, there you go. Okay. You give due credit or, you know. Or, or what? Or don't play with fire. Oh. <laughs> so gross. I can't laugh this hard that this much. It's too much. Okay. So. Oh, my God. I can't wait to begin this podcast. Anyway. Okay. So what is our first date like? So how does it happen? I meet you at Sophia's house. Yeah. And then take it from there. Show me the magic. Okay. I meet you at Sophia's house. Then we talk for like five minutes. I feel like I'm imposing on you. I leave. Then maybe I look at you from across the house or the yard throughout the evening, not watching you with binoculars or anything, just glancing to check you out, maybe see if you're looking at me. You're not. And (laughs) then maybe later you're about to leave. I'm like, hey, uh, it's really nice meeting you. (laughs) Then you leave. (laughs) And then maybe that night I... Look you up on Facebook. Find you. <laughs> don't I don't add you. I leave the tab open. I set an alarm for the next day. Then <laughs> I send you a request. I wait. I wait. I keep waiting. <laughs> you accept. I'm excited. I don't even unfollow you right away like I do everybody else. <laughs> then um, nothing happens. I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. How do we get on that date, though? Oh, yeah. <laughs> then, because you have a Facebook, obviously, you're eligible to sign up for Tinder, so you get on Tinder. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> 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 you sign up for Tinder. I swipe right, you swipe right. Like, you probably do it as a joke, but I do it like I'm serious. <laughs> we slowly start talking. <laughs> then, after I've, like really talked way too much via messages i'm like oh we should hang out sometime like if that's okay with you <laughs> and then <laughs> i'm like yeah let's go let's go get ice cream and walk around the park or something and you're like okay I'm like okay <laughs> and then we meet at a place that has ice cream and we walk around the park That's how we get there. Do you compliment me? Do you try to kiss me at the end of the date? Whoa. What? What? Jesus. Keep what? it in your pants. Keep it in your pants. And actually stop because you're keeping it in your pants too much. And yeah, I want to know. It's do you tucked to... between my legs Stop at this point. it. I know. I'm so offended. So we're talking. Is the banter good? Is it? Is this? Is, if this feels pretty good. If it's like this. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, you scream laughing at everything I say. <laughs> is my laugh not appropriate? I know. I don't no, know what I, to do. I love it. I just don't even know what to do because I'm like trying to stifle laughs. And I want the audience to know like what, you know, all four of them, like what is <laughs> happening for me. So then I'm like, oh, just let the laugh out. And then yeah, I do. And that's then great. is this much laughing? I wasn't odd? criticizing it. You called it scream laughing earlier, I believe. Did I? I was just referring to what you said to show you that I'm listening you. Listen. To you listen. Oh, God. Dreamboat. I don't even care how short you are. This but then I had to tell you that it was because I was listening. That's so it's okay. Like well, no, I'm so listening. Embarrassing. No, no, no. No, this is great. This is, okay, so then we're walking around with our ice cream. Yeah. Do you pay for the ice cream? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Why is that? Why is it important to man pay? Mm, I can tell you're the type who puts importance on that sort of thing. You know why it's important? <laughs> I was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You think you're so clever, don't you? Why is it important to you? Why do you think it might be important? Why would you offer to pay? Not just because it's even worse. If you're just going to pay because you think it's important to me, I mean, let's dig a little bit deeper. Why do you think it might be important to me? And why do you think it might be important for a man to pay? What's your ideal situation? I'm throwing a lot at you right now, but what's your, would you just prefer that we split it? Because I can do that. I can totally do that. I just want to know, where do you think... <sighs> Depends on what happens in line, you know. A mm. lot, a lot could happen in line. I don't even know what that means. What when you you're th- waiting for the ice cream. Uh huh. Oh, for like fighting? If we start fighting? Yeah. Then I'm like, uh, yeah, it's just the one. Oh God. <laughs> Aristotle, would you actually? Pay? She's got both. <gasps> oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You monster! <laughs> It's a modern world we're living in. I know, but I want to know. It's a. It's definitely a modern world. Why do you... So you... you Okay, in your world of dating, on a first date with a girl, you want to split it. I just want to know. I don't even care. I mean, I care, but we're not having sex or anything. So, like, you know, I just want to... I mean, not yet, but okay. Tell me what your stance is on this and why, for real. I don't care. I just feel like I'm supposed to, so most of the time I do. But why do you think you, you're supposed to? Because you want the girl just to be happy. So you're like, oh, I think she expects this. So I want to do this thing to like make myself look good. Or do you have a belief system in line with that? No, I want to make myself look good. I, it's really annoying. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because I have like this whole like, because I can, I have, I have a career. I do my stuff. I make my own money. I pay for my car, my apartment. Like I don't have rich parents. I do everything on my own. I fucking hustle, figure it all out. And then in dating... I get confused as a girl. Now it's getting a little too real. It's like I'm... I'm di- like, hey, let it happen. Here we go. In dating. In dating, I get so confused because I think, oh, fuck, if I were a guy and, like, this pressure to pay was put upon me, like, that would be so irritating. Uh, but, like, you know, something about it seems like it's important because in my work life, I make all my own, all my own money. And then in my personal life... I want to subscribe to like traditional male, female kind of like old school ways where I like I belong to a man and a man can assert his masculinity. Oh, like that I, patriarchy thing you were talking about earlier. Yes, exactly. But that's why it's it's not black and white. A lot of people are talking about this. It's not just like me and I've got this like bone. No, I know. Idea. I know. I'm just kidding. It's like, I don't know what kind of girl you want to date, but do you want to? Because I even ask this of men and I will ask you too. But uh, okay. Um, <laughs> hurtful. That's actually a joke oh, like from Chris there. I see. No, okay. no, no. Anyway. I see. Don't you? I just I see how it is. okay. Okay, let's see where this is going. I just think 
Good to be here. It. <laughs> What's that now? What's that? Were you going to say something? Good to be here. <laughs> I thought something else. Was I gonna, said. Oh, I thought something else was going to pop out of you. Okay. I just think. I don't know. It's almost like uh, giving the man an opportunity, an opportunity to like assert his masculinity or something. Like Findom. I see. What does that mean? Financial domination. I'm just kidding. Is that? <laughs> Did you just come up with that right now? No, it's like a thing from online that makes people horny. No. Yeah. What are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I don't ex- entirely ex- understand how it works, but it's like, you, I control your finances, and like, some guys get horny on that. If there's like a lady in charge of their money. A lady in charge of their money, and it's findom? Yeah, financial That's, domination. That is not... It's a form of domination. Oh my God. Well, I'm just trying to find some kind of happy, cozy balance where it's like... Like findom... Nice. No, not at all. Do you know what I mean, though? Where it's like uh, to woo a girl makes her feel safe. I think it's all like rooted in the fact that eventually at some point there's this like underlined idea that like the woman's going to have your baby. You're going to like this. If you- Oh, God, you can't see his face. His whole, his whole face fell. I was like, oh, yucky. Yeah. That was like not even on purpose. Yeah. That just naturally happened. No, because like there's this thing where women are just so completely capable and strong they don't need men so in a weird way it's kind of nice to find a balance where it's like how can we meld the old school way and the new school way and it and a man feel kind of like assertive and i think it comes down to like yeah a woman oh god i hate saying that. a woman takes the fucking dick you know what i mean like she like she is fucked she is like the one who's. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to be alone in this anyway. And eventually, it's a woman who has the baby. She's gonna be held up for nine months. She doesn't get equal pay at work, no paid leave, whatever. Um, so it's like this small gesture that makes a woman feel, feel felt like taken care of and uh, and you know made to feel feminine. So like that's as much. So you paying for the ice cream represents like all of this. And I'm speaking on behalf of all women. I truly believe that. Hard disagree. Oh, tell me why. That's great. Well, I just am like trying to understand what you're saying. And I, there's so mm-hmm. much, there's so many, you think it's so far ahead. That's, I don't, No, I'm talking about the subconscious idea that's linked to you paying for the ice cream. I'm happy to pay. I'm capable to pay. I will pay. Not a big deal. So I'm like paying because someday you'll give birth to someone else's child. No, because it's a uh, no, and we don't. You don't. You don't have to pay. I'm just saying why women and because I'm not alone in this. Like a man to pay. The phone lines are not lighting up. Right oh now. my god, Aristotle. <laughs> you may be alone in this. I'm not. <laughs> Aristotle, do you pay for? Did you pay for your uh, the first few dates of you and your girlfriend? Why do you pay? Just because you feel bullied into it, like she's going to cut your dick off or something? Yeah, she didn't have money, but I had money. So why did you pay? Give me an answer. I know you're an introvert, but I'm going to extrapolate. I just want to get another, you know, I'm sandwiched between these two handsome men in here. Hello? Because I had the money. It just seems like a nice thing to do. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. <laughs> you think I'm a monster right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was, I've talked about this before. I'm reading this book called Mating in Captivity by Esther Perel. Do you know who that is? No. Esther Perel did, did all these great TED Talks. And there's one called Maintaining Desire in a Long-Term Relationship. Oh, is she and French? She's French. Yeah. I, don't know, I think people think she's French. She's not French, but I don't know what she is. But like? But like French. Passable. Okay. Passable is French. And uh, 
And she just talks about all, the, all these things where it's like just trying to it's a weird time where it's like trying to find that balance and give a romantic relationship the best chance it can possibly be given. And it's like this weird, like all these shades of gray where it's like, yeah, you make the relationship work however it works for you. And, but, uh, but that's why I look into things like, why does it matter? Like if the guy pays, cause I have a lot of girlfriends who have boyfriends who don't have a job or, and you know, make very little money. And the woman has all, I'm not that what. <laughs> Go ahead. You pay me in laughter. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's weird. That's a good system. <laughs> um, are you really good at sex, too? Because that could be great. I... I mean, <laughs> you think you're good at sex? You'll have to ask around. No. I really don't know. Not, not that people would know. Not that I've had sex with anybody. You've had sex with people? <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, but then I talked to my, my successful girlfriends who, like, buy their own house, do all this stuff, but it, like, matters to them. Like, they just whatever their boyfriend or their husband can like contribute a little bit where it's like, cause they want to be made to feel feminine. They want to be made to feel like, Oh, I belong to a man or I'm safe with him. Or it's like, that's why I, you know, I'm talking a lot about this, like too much now where it's like, Oh God, like your silence is, uh, you know, speaks volumes, volumes. anyway. But, uh, I'm right. I'm just trying to understand. Um, I'm listening because... But that's why I was like opening up to you and asking why would you pay? If you feel instinctively like you should, I want to know all the thoughts behind it and then I'll drop this. It's just more of a social thing. So, But they get deeper. Why do you... Like ideally, would you not want to pay? I don't know. Like it really... To me, I'm like... It depends on how I feel like it's going, you know? Like a first date where you don't really know the girl. Yeah, but sometimes I'm like, like depending on what you do, let's say like you go to a meal and you're like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> oh, like the person this sucks? This date sucks. Totally. And you're like, no, let me get it. Uh. You know? Well, yeah, that's why I even feel like uh, if I were a guy, I would just take girls on ice cream dates or like some kind of casual, like, let's meet for coffee and walk around the block. That way you're, it's not like this, like, yeah. let's get steak and lobster. No, I've block. had to, of course, learn that over time. Yeah. I used right. to be like, yeah, you just go on a date with people. And then it's like, now that you wind up going on more dates with more people because of the internet and stuff, it's like, oh yeah, you can't like go to dinner with everyone or you'll <laughs> live in the street. <laughs> And you'll still be single. Oh, God. You'll, oh, my God. You'll definitely still be single. I mean, if you're dating me. I'm a monster. How could I <laughs> be single and be dating you? Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, man. Where do we go from here? Oh, my God. These facial expressions. Oh, I should be taking photographs to accompany this podcast. But uh, so you're a comedian. Yes. Let's uh, start the podcast. But uh, so you're a comedian. Oh, what do your parents do? My mom is dead, and my dad doesn't talk to me. Your dad does not talk to you? We, we're estranged. I don't talk to my dad either. Tra- you go, girl. Trauma bonding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's covering her face <laughs> and shaking her head no. She's hitting the table with her fist. No, but, but like, why don't you, you don't talk about the thing with your dad, but I, my dad's like in his 80s. He's, I said, he's an old dad. He's wow. a much older dad than my mom. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I've always been afraid he's going to die. And now we don't talk. And so I always wonder, did he die today? Or I'll, I'll, th- I'll think I see my father. It's not him. And I'll think, is that is that the ghost of my dad just wow. popping through? Is that a sign? And then somebody will, will direct message me on Instagram being like, hey, I saw your dad. He looks great. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's not dead. Hmm. 
Wait, but you, you're not on good terms is why you don't talk? Or we what? are not on good terms. He's like somebody I'm actually like, I, I get worried about. Like he's like the, he's like dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. Where I feel like if he knows where I live or if I'm making money or anything, or like. He doesn't listen to the podcast? He does not listen to the podcast. He doesn't understand podcasts and he. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he just, he just thinks I'm, I'm a loud mouth or he wouldn't, he'd be like, why are you talking so much? Mm-hmm. Which is, I think. Is that how you feel? No. Thank God. Oh, my God. When's that ice cream date? When are we going on our ice cream date? I mean, after Saturday, I guess. Oh! <laughs> see how it goes for you. You got, you got them lined up. So your mom is no longer with us. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, your dad you don't talk to. Mm-hmm. What were their jobs, though? Like, are they anything like you? I don't know. My mom was, uh, she worked in service. She was like basically a waitress for most of her life. And then towards the end of her life, she, well, she was, she got injured, um, a little while before she passed away. And then she couldn't go back into service. She broke both of her legs and then she like had to learn how to walk again. And then it was like when she could walk again, it was not the same as before. Um, and then at some point she started going back to school to become a teacher. And then it was kind of like, she did that for a little while and then she realized she didn't really want to do that. Yeah. I felt bad for her cause she was like, you know, doing it, but not liking it and really had no interest in doing it. And then my stepdad who I mentioned is, a, um, he was like a high school dropout and he was like, met my mom and he was like cleaning carpets and playing in like a hair metal band. And then they got pregnant with my sister and then they decided they were going to like keep it and get their lives together or whatever. And um, yeah, my stepdad got his GED, went to college, graduated with honors and went to law school, like all in rapid succession. So it's like, you know, pretty impressive turnaround, I guess. What about your biological dad? Um, We also don't talk. Yeah. And I don't talk to him either. I don't really know... Uh, I don't know exactly what he's up to, really. What did he do, though? What was his job? Um, I think he always, like, worked odd jobs and would do, like, labor union, union like, jobs, like, setting up and taking down convention, like, trade shows at convention centers and stuff like that. Like, blue-collar stuff. But he also had, like, an interest in acting or something, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. I heard this thing recently that uh, I don't know who said this, but they're, they're like we are the incarnation of like our job is to like balance the essence of both of our parents. And I thought, oh my god, that explains so much. Like, uh, you yeah, know, I'm both angry and neurotic. Yeah, great. So really, I love synergy it. is beautiful. I'm, uh, you know, I'm feeling it and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, so where were you born, though? San Diego. San Diego, and then you started doing comedy in San Francisco. Yeah, like so. When did you know you were funny? Like, was it was your upbringing like super chaotic, and you had to this is your defense mechanism at school to win friends and probably, girls? Probably. Tell me everything. Uh, I don't know when I. I mean, I always liked comedy. I don't know when I f- was like, I'm funny. I still don't feel like that. You you were hilarious. I know, it's but um, <laughs> I still don't. This doesn't mean I feel like that all the time or often or whatever. Um. But yeah, we moved around a bunch, you know, maybe it was like, I don't know, I don't know. It could have been a way of trying to ingratiate myself with other people. I don't really think of it like that, you know, because 
part of it does feel like the archetypal like comedy story. So in my head, it doesn't feel like that. But of course, if I tried to like fit it into, you know, the like structure of like what a comedian's life looks like, yeah. according to the old cliche, I'm like, yeah, I guess I could fit it in there somehow. We moved around a bunch. I went to like nine different schools between elementary school and high school. Oh, you did? Yeah. So, you know, just get out there and make those fuckers laugh. Oh, God. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Like, who are the... Did you listen or did you see watch a lot of comedy? Like, who are your... Yeah. When I always, like, throughout when I was growing up, I watched a lot of comedy. I was into, like... Who you like? SNL and Kids in the Hall and oh, Beavis and Butthead and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then... Um, I'm trying to think when I genuinely started thinking about doing, I remember I really liked I Love Lucy when I was a little kid too. You did? Yeah. But, uh, when I started thinking about doing stand up in high school, I started watching a lot of stand up and I like, think part of it was like an affectation, you know, like I wanted it to be like my thing, you know? Oh yeah. Cause it was like not cool then really. Um, and then I heard stand ups that felt like more like me or something and i was like oh maybe i could do this like david cross and bill hicks and lenny bruce and then i started thinking about doing it and that was when i was like 18 or something so you're 18 and where were you when you were 18 <laughs> redlands california redlands yeah. is it nice there is it miserable no it sucks i worked at a grocery store and i lived with my grandparents I would have been so in love with you. I would have been like, who's that cute checker? What, were you a bag boy? It's not too late. Yeah. So I'm right here. Yeah. I'm right in front of you. Here I am. I, I still work you. there. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> I have a job. I'll pay. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Whatever. I know how to... Yes? Bag it. Okay. okay. <laughs> Let me just edit that, edit that out. No. Or at least turn it up really loud. <laughs> and cut out the part where I hesitated. <laughs> at sex because if you're this funny and good at sex a girl could have it all except for the emotional component <laughs> damn it is that true have you ever been in love <sighs> i don't know so you're in redlands <laughs> <laughs> really uncomfortable laugh both of us closed mouth laughing about like that was a real moment let's avoid it <laughs> let's talk about that instead <laughs> Have you, have you ever been in love? I don't know. Do you want to be in love with me right now? Yeah. For the rest of our life? Oh, I have stuff to do Ooh. this weekend. <laughs> but like I said, six months, eight yeah. months, you know, whatever. But have you ever been in love? I. You wanted this real moment. Here we go. I don't know. I really don't know. Um. I. Yeah, I don't know. I I really try to be somebody else, I think, when I'm in a relationship with somebody you do yeah yeah because i'm like a good boyfriend that can't be me mm, yeah so then i'm like constantly trying to be some other person and i'm not good at communicating so mm-hmm. i'm just like constantly repressing myself and then i'm also very hard to read and so i probably drive other people a little bit crazy because they never know what's going on because i'll be like i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and then when something comes up, I'll like sit on it for a little while and then eventually it'll get so big that it's like killing me. And then when I finally say something, I'm like, <laughs> I think we should break up. And they're like, why? I'm like, that little thing that happened three days ago. <laughs> and that's hard for everybody involved, you know? 
And then I'm like, no, we really should. And then we break up. And then a day later, I'm like, I think I made a mistake. <laughs> Let's try. And they're like, ugh. <laughs> and then that just encourages me more like, no, really. It's going to be different today than yesterday somehow. A lot's happened. Oh my god. So. <laughs> yeah. What do you what do you want? Like if you could have like the ideal like like what do you want in a girl? Do you want her to be I don't know, you tell me. I don't know. I don't really think about relationships too much. Like oh, I do. I know. Yeah. It's kind of like your you thing. Know, the lines down here, yeah. Let me just lube up some. Wow. Stick. All right. <gasps> Oh my god. I'm, She's centrally I'm, applying Bert's bees. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know. Like even when I think about my future, I sort of picture being alone. Oh, you do? Yeah. Well, I think I think it's partly also like just frustration with how I have been in relationships and how hard it is to change and stuff that you know, maybe that is part of like just thinking that that's just it's easier to just not be with anybody. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah. And yeah. it's conflicting because I'm also like, maybe I'll just not date. And I keep trying to convince myself, like, maybe I could just do that, you know? But then I'm also human and I forget about that. So then I'm like, hey. Yeah. Cool people. Nice. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, took this big stand with all my friends i was like i'm not dating for a year and they're like hey bonehead you don't need to make a fucking like grandiose gesture like whatever you don't need to say that yeah but i feel like for me i need to say that because i'm such a habitual dater and i have and you know i've always been like hooked i I looked at the past year and I, i realized like oh my god i've i was single but i was always like flirting with somebody or having a one night stand or having a weird two week fling or dating or always hooked into something so i need to make that statement yeah so I can remember it and go, oh, yeah, what would it be like to go the other way? Because usually I'm just moving real fast and I'm like, I like sex. I'll have sex on one. You know, I've I had a five year relationship that started with like and a two year relationship that started with like having sex on the first date. I'm like, I like sex. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. And then I'm like, what would it I'm like? But why do I like sex so much? Why do I sexualize things so quickly and with everyone? You know, so I was like, let's try it a different way. So now I'm like trying to do it a different way. Yeah. But then I wonder, like. All right, so I'm taking the time. I'm taking space from that way of living. But is it also just a way to be like, I'm like hiding from, I I mean, you could also, I could also date somebody and date somebody slow or date people and just try it slower within dating. But now I'm like, no, no, no. What'd you say? It's hard. Yeah. It's like, I've been trying to do the same thing. I feel like a little bit. I'm used to sort of the same thing like hooking up with people really early on and then that gets confusing because it's like you feel like you've or for me at least I feel like you have connected more intensely on one level where as on the other hand you don't have like an emotional connection that matches up to that so then as you further get to know somebody you may be like oh we don't have that much in common but then at the same time you're like but we also hooked up I feel bad because we hooked up and I don't want to seem like a fucking asshole you know but if i waited then i would have been like oh yeah we just like should be friends or whatever yeah and then also it's hard to just you know not give the people what they want that's sweet d yeah you 
he's looking at Aristotle, right, Aristotle? I mean, he gets it. He gets it. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, and you had said something one time where you were like, you know, you're talking to somebody, you're on a date, you're with somebody, and then that silence happens, and instead of just like, or you get to a point where it's like the sexual tension, and and then instead of just living in that and letting that be, yeah. you just like, well, let's fill this with sex. Okay, right. let's do the sex now. We're going to have to talk. Even if it's not sexual tension, you just go like, oh, I guess we could have sex and something. Yeah. Of having it be uncomfortable. Yeah. I want to do a new thing where I don't even know if I can. That's why, like, if and when I go on this date, you know, I guess. Saturday when you go on this Saturday date. Saturday when I go on this you're date. definitely going on. <laughs> I'm definitely going on and I'll, you know, I'll let you know how it goes or whatever. Please. Um, please, God, please. Don't let it work. I'm going to try. I want to try to like, I mean, I don't know how I'm going to do this. How do I not make out at the end of a first date? Like a, like a kiss or like, how do you live in that tension? I would, there's so many different parts to me just being a, being like a woman. I just feel like, oh, he's going to get mad at me if I don't. Or like, right. I, I want to, I want to make out. I like this stuff. I'm an adult. But also, is he gonna be mad at me? Is he expecting this? Oh my god, he paid. Uh, <laughs> you know, all these different That's things. That's where you're getting yourself totally. in trouble. You're like, hey, I feel a sense of obligation. Oh god, I will tell you one thing though. Sometimes I'll be on a date with a guy and I just can't stand him, and I just don't want him to think he has any stake in this thing, or like think I owe him anything. No, let's split it. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I'm like, no, or I'll be like, I've got this, and yeah. I'll like pay for both of us, and that's just me and being he's like, like oh my god, I feel so safe with her. Yeah. I can't believe I'm gonna have her children. <laughs> It goes both ways. It goes both ways after like, you know, the first eight years, you know? Then, then we'll like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, but uh, I always end up buying gifts. The more a man offers, the more I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much for offering. No, 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 let me. And I'm buying him presents and like, just like. Yeah, the old reverse psychology. Yeah. Gotta add that to the old playbook. Yeah. Oh God, nice space work there, you guys. Thank so you. I'm missing so many cool things. I was pretending to take a note down on my hand. Very cool. Good stuff. Turns out it was an actual notebook. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> or a pen, really. Another thing I noticed is uh, I was confused because, okay, you said this other brilliant thing um, about, uh, oh, because I thought, so I'm, I'm trying not to drink, I'm trying not to date right now, and I was just trying to think about, like, okay, I like having sex, and for me, I had this realization, like, sex for me is, like, the one time the incessant chatter in my brain stopped, and I, and I feel like, oh, it's like I'm meditating when I have sex. It's like uh, I can just stop thinking, and I'm not self-conscious, and I... And then I, you said something about it being like, in a way, you feel like that's like another form of like alcohol or something because it like dulls you. Well, did you say that? Who was that yeah, person? Yeah, I did say that. So it made me question like, because I... Well, like a form of distraction or something. Yeah, I'm still undecided if I... Because for a second I agreed with you and I'm like, oh yeah, maybe this is just another way for me to tap out and distract myself and numb myself and like, you know, and disappear. But at the same time, I was like is it possible that maybe it's just like the most raw form of like just i don't know like meditation yeah i don't i don't know i mean i uh i do feel for myself like sometimes that maybe it's like a form of distraction or something but at the same time i also know that i like to turn anything that i enjoy into something that's a bad really yeah yeah where i'm like oh, I don't like this. This is just me, like, indulging myself or trying to distract myself or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt. Well, oh, God. Um, I think about dating and, uh, oh, I so now that, I, that I've said, like, I'm not going to date for a year, 
I feel like I'm like, oh, fuck. This is just my way of just like tapping out and not being part of it and just not wanting to do the work at all. Yeah. Because and now I'm so confused because it is easier not to have to like make the effort, not to date, not to like yeah. be held accountable by someone else, not be reflected in someone else's eyes, not be like. Yeah. It's like, I mean, what are you going to do with that year instead? Well, I'm trying to. This is the, the goal. The goal is I'm going to learn how to be so good on my own. And so 100%, so I'm not trying to, like, fill the hole in my heart with whatever, too easy, but, uh, like, with somebody else that, like, I'm a fully realized person and then I'm going to meet another fully realized person and then, and then like, I'm great on my own, but with the other person, it's even better, you know? And then I'm, like, grappling with all these ideas, like, well, being some people just choose to be alone. I talked to a therapist about that, and he was like, "Well, some people don't want to do the work, and that's fine. That's a choice too, and and it's okay. You can you can be alone also. Yeah, like and that's awesome. It feels great to be alone. It's almost getting to a point where I'm like so happy and comfortable and like good being alone that I'm like, why the fuck would I even want to like have to be chosen by somebody or judged by another person or see if they like fuck that? I don't want to do that. Yeah, but uh, but then people are like. But life is meant to be shared. Like th- that's when you hit the fifth oh, fuck element. Them. Oh, fuck those dicks. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so so I'm so confused. Like I'm just uh, I don't know, and I'm scared to go on a date on Saturday. I'm like scared to like be like, well, now I have to. What can I wear? Heads? Do I have to, <laughs> I mean, do I have to be like? Am I cute enough? Am I? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just like I don't want to be judged by somebody be like making a decision on me because I, you know, I'm trying to like make it about like, do I like them? Yeah, just that's give, hard. I give away my power so easily. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times I um, am not aware of whether or not I like people and I'm, I'm like, oh, do they like me? Like, yeah. I'm attracted to the fact that they like me. And then I am not considering whether or not I actually like them. Totally. It sucks. Yeah, it does. Because you don't realize it right away either, oftentimes, or I don't, you know? It takes me a while to go like, oh, I like that they like me, shit. You or know? or you more in, like you're more concerned whether or not they like you before you're thinking yeah trying you know, to get trying to make them like me and before you go, noticing whether or not they do like me rather yeah. than noticing if i like them yeah so going back to like so you don't know if you've ever been in love it's hard to say i mean i, I don't know like i think about it's just hard because of how things turn out you know i, I don't know well things end, like in retrospect i'm like but was it really, you know? But were you happy during the moments? Like when you were with them, like experience, like laughing with another person or was it always all consuming like them liking you and maintaining them liking you? I think and, it's like, it's that often. For you? Yeah. Huh. Since all, all the way back. We're going to change that when, when we date. Oh my God. I want to be like, are you having a good time? Are you happy though? Like the entire time I was checking in with you. Oh, like codependency. Sure. Cool. That's not codependency, sure. is it? I mean, somebody labels. Trying to manage other people's emotions. Trying to manage other people. Just checking in. Just checking in. Um, Constantly. Anyway. So Redlands, you say? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so you're 18. You're living in Redlands. We're just yeah. getting back on track to like, you know, I had to put the, you know, put that, yeah, yeah, the yeah. love stuff on hold for a moment. Get too real. Um, I lived in Redlands and then I moved to San Francisco when I was 19. I was thinking at 18 in Redlands about doing stand-up. And then when I moved to San Francisco at 19, they had a... Why San Francisco? Well, I don't like San Francisco. It's a little clammy for me. It's like the weather is always like clammy. Loved it. Okay, me too. This is never going to work. 
I'm going. Hey. Do you like... Um, you're fully realized. It shouldn't affect you that I have a different opinion than you. We can just coexist. But here I am, codependency, trying to manage your emotions. Oh my God, no, don't do that. Oh don't do God. that. As long as you're... I wonder if you're good at sex. That's like really intriguing. Oh my God. Do you think you're good at sex? I think it's all a matter of chemistry and, and compatibility with people. But if you're a people pleaser, does that translate to sex stuff? I mean, like, I think you like try. I'm like, so, I, how do you try? Yeah. Good. It's <laughs> like the only answer you really wanted, huh? Do you? And do you think you try? Is that? What I just want to make sure you yes, go down on girls. Oh, yeah. I just want to make sure you go down. Come to mama. I feel like people are just like really bad at sex lately. Or maybe I'm not. Um, I feel like in the last connected. two months, like people are really bad at sex. <laughs> <laughs> You're like so angry and repressed. I feel like just something about these last two months. It's like. I don't know if it's the election or like literally anything outside of my own life, but something is really off. I actually feel like I've had so much disconnected sex uh, prior to the last two months where I've not been having sex that, uh, that I'm numb and feel nothing. And I would like to get to a point where I only have sex. And even if it's just like a one night stand or, a fl- or it doesn't work out, whatever it is, it's like connected and like I feel something. Yeah. But this is about you and I don't want to keep revealing stuff about I mean, me. We could- so you, so you, why San Francisco? You just love San Francisco. No. I was going to move here to LA. And then I, mm-hmm. w- then I met somebody online. Hi. One of these girls you didn't love? Um, well, it wasn't able to get to that point. She lived in New York. Oh. And I really wanted to move out there and move in with her. And we were talking like on the phone all the time. We met on MySpace. And, you um, did? Yeah. And so we were talking constantly. And I was like saving money at the fucking grocery store to go move in with her in New York. And my goal, like so naive looking back on it, but I probably could have made it work because I was 18, yeah. was to save $2,500 and move to New York. That sounds great. I think it's totally possible. And then I got a DUI. The first time I ever drove under the influence, oh. I got a DUI. My own fault. And that sapped all of my money and changed my whole plan. And so I couldn't leave. And then I think I had like these, like part of the punishment was I had to take these classes, which meant that I had to stay in California. And I talked to some friends of mine who lived in San Francisco and they were like, we have a room for rent for 300 bucks a month. And I was like, well, I can't stay here because I'll go fucking crazy. And so I just, I moved up there and then I lived there for like seven years. It was totally not my plan at all. Oh my God. How'd you end up being there for seven years? And were they comedy friends? No, I wasn't doing stand up then. So are you still friends with these people you moved in with? Um, we're like still in touch. We're not close. Okay. Well, I hope their feelings aren't hurt by that. But, uh, is that when you met Sophia in San Francisco? Yes. So you're there for seven years. You just like accidentally ended up being there for seven years and it was a bummer. Or is that when like you kind of found yourself and started doing comedy? Um, it took a while before I started doing comedy. I was there for three years before I even tried doing stand up. But um, yeah, I mean, I was just like, I was 19. So yeah. I was just like a fuck up, you know? Me and too. it was like a kid in a candy store. So I had a fake ID or, you know, so I was just going out like all the time. I worked at American Apparel for a year. You did? Oh, my God. I would have yeah. fallen in love with you. And so I would just, like, go to go out and get wasted and, like, you know, whatever. Go to shows and go dancing and meet people and hook up with people and work my shit-ass job. And What was your job? American Apparel. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, God. But, I was, um, how quickly did we forget? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was there actually initially for a little while, and then I left. I was like, I can't. This is, I got to get out of here for a little while. So I went to back to Arizona for a sec. 
for like six months. And then I tried to move to Portland and then it didn't really work. And then I... Why Portland? Another girl? No, I just was like... A lot of my Arizona friends had moved there and it seemed like paradise. How come? It just seemed cool, you know? Before it was like done. So yuppie? (laughs) Because it's like so yuppie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, wow, this place seems so unique. It has like everything you could want or whatever. And then I went and I was like, ew, this feels like too like for me or something it like gross me out it's too for you that it would oh wow yeah. you would just like never know. do anything maybe or no i just something about like feeling too much like i belong in a place makes me like oh this is something about this is not cool i understand that i feel like you just like fit like a puzzle piece right there and then not be challenged at all yeah or i just don't trust it yeah i'm like there's something we're missing you know yeah so anyway um then I moved back to San Francisco and I kept, I, like, I went back because it was the easiest thing to do. Like, I had been there long enough to where I had friends, so I had connections, people could get me a job, a place to live, blah, blah, blah. What happened to the girl in New York? Was she just crestfallen, heartbroken? No, I don't think so. Um, we met, she came to California over the summer and we met and we, we like, hung out and finally met and <gasps> we had a great time. So you were going to move in with her and you had never met her? Yeah, but she lived with friends of mine from Arizona so it seemed okay. Oh and we God. talked on the phone like every day. I think you're you're a romantic. I was. I think you are still maybe. You're yeah. not anymore. Mm, I don't know. So, okay. So then take me up to like the first time you tried to do comedy. Like um. <laughs> you're, you're in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm in San Francisco. And I've been like going to open mics like watching them, sometimes signing up and they would call my name and I would just pretend that I wasn't there because no one knew who I was. So they'd be like, Chris, there. And then I would look around like, this guy's not here. What an asshole. Unbelievable. So, um, yeah. And then I went to some local comedy show and I, they would like raffle off free tickets and, I kept signing up, I think, to win every week. And they, I think they kind of knew. Like, you get a sense for certain people that come to see comedy so much. You're like, I mean, you clearly, like, are thinking about doing comedy. Like, you're not. No one's just a fan, yeah. you know. Some people are, but not anymore. But they were like, well, are you thinking about doing this? I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, we have an open mic. So if everyone want to come, it's every week. But I already knew I had, like, been going regularly. Yeah. But I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but then just because someone said that, I like, I was like, all right, well, I spent a week trying to write material and memorizing it and rehearsing it and timing it. And really? Like, yeah. It was like, oh, so like uptight and like rehearsed, you know, yeah. making my poor friends and roommates listen to it. Like, I want to hear that set so bad. Oh, it's bad. And, uh, yeah. And then I did an open mic and it was just like forgettable, you know, it was totally fine. <laughs> It was, like, not bad, not good. It was just, like, whatever. Totally average set. But that was enough because that was the first one out of the way. And then I did a second one that same night. And then I did, like, over 200 sets in the first year. And oh my I was, like, God. counting and Jesus. just threw myself into it. And now it's been, like, eight years. And, and now I hate it. No. <laughs> you are so funny. It sucks. I don't know about my that. My curse. No. So when did you leave... And, like, who were the other comedians that you kind of came up with in San Francisco? Donnie Devonian. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Emily Heller 
Casey Lai, Chris Garcia, Corey Lukasik, um, Frankie Quinones, Kevin Kamia. Are these like fake names? No, these no. are all people that live here now. I would just love if you just keep going. Just like me. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm... Oh, Kasim Bentley, Ray Molina. These are like... It's like not the Academy Awards. It's okay. so fun to think about these people. Well, I why? just want to shout out the homies. I'm just you kidding. Know? But yeah, why is it funny to think about them? Um, It's not... Oh, it's not like funny to think. Of. I, well, just like thinking back, like a little bit, reminiscing for a half second before you cut me off, was oh. just nice. You know, it was really I was in a happy place, and then you kind of stepped on it. But that's what you do. So um, it's your show, and that's fine. You don't hate me, though, right? Oh, no. (laughs) Everything's fine. (laughs) As promised. Oh, my God. Would you be my boyfriend, though? Yeah. (laughs) Of course. Have you ever been somebody's boyfriend and just really not wanted to be their boyfriend? Mm Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, excluding. like eventually, yeah. <laughs> right? I you mean, know, like going into it, have you ever just like agreed to it? No. Okay. I don't think so. Okay, then I'm not upset by the fact that you're. Agreeing. Maybe when I was in sixth grade. I actually, I did the same thing in sixth grade. Yeah. I apologized to him in my yearbook entry. I, I think like, I was just flattered that she asked. But she had dated my best friend right before that. And that ended our friendship. So how did you end up in Los Angeles and then you wrote on the Pete Holmes show? Yeah, that's why I came. I met Pete also on MySpace. Really? God, MySpace. Yeah. And then um, we became friends and then... How'd you meet? I want want the meet cute. Um, (laughs) I'm so scared of like stepping on more of your shit. No, it's fine. I, uh, it's totally fine. (laughs) Um... I thought he was funny. I saw him on YouTube. He didn't live in, he lived in uh, New York at the time. And I just, he was like suggested, like, check out this video. And I was like, all right, cool. And I thought he was really funny. I'd never heard of him before. And that was like bonus points to me because I was like, eh, yeah, nobody knows about this guy, <laughs> whatever. And so I was like, I'll keep him in mind. And then when I started doing stand up, I wrote him and asked for like advice that I was not ready for yet. And he was oh, like, what's the advice you asked for? Well, just anything would have been advice I wasn't ready for because I'd been doing it for six months and I was like okay I'll just write to Patton Oswalt okay here we go Did you? yeah I wrote to Patton Oswalt I wrote to Brent Weinbach I wrote to Ali Wong and I wrote to Pete because Brent and Ali had both they lived in San Francisco and Brent like and yeah 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 so Ali like moved to New York I think and I think it was maybe around that time. I remember I talked to her on the phone one time about like moving to New York. How did that happen? We just I, we weren't even close or anything, but she was just like someone I knew who moved to New York, and like not, no one in our scene like had done that really. Of she was she's been doing it longer than me, but it was just someone that, that I was like maybe I can ask her like what's up with that? How is it? You know. But you had met her like out and about doing comedy. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so you're acquaintances. It wasn't just yeah, cold. totally. Okay. Yeah, and then like Brent. Um, he was like really good at promoting his own shows and stuff. And I, maybe, I think I wrote him. I don't know. I feel like I did. We'll get Aristotle to do a fact check. I can look on MySpace. And, 
uh yeah and then pat and i asked for some kind of advice and then same with pete um and he was like very kind and he would like write me back at length about stuff and, oh my god and then i would always say hey if you're ever coming to san francisco or if you want to come to san francisco or if you're going to la and would be willing to like add another leg to your trip like i'd be happy to set up a show for you and then uh at one point he did come to san francisco for something and he put me on the list and i went with donnie devonian and we hung out with him afterwards and we talked for like two hours and he was super nice and it felt like not a hierarchical thing it felt like we were all on the same level like we were making him laugh he was making us laugh it wasn't like a big deal and then whenever he would come to san francisco we would hang out if i would come to la we'd hang out and then yeah he had me on his podcast at some point and then um shortly thereafter to me that was like the biggest thing in the world yeah so i was like oh my god this is (laughs) i'm peaking (laughs) i did a podcast yeah but then like right after that he was like, ah, yeah, I have this show. Like Conan's producing it, and I want you to work on it. And I was like, fuck you. Just because I was like, this isn't real. And uh, it was. <laughs> yeah. So I moved to L.A. to work on the pilot of the show, and then we waited a year, and then we worked on the show, and the show ran for eight months, and, and then it got canceled. But in between, I was like touring with Pete, opening for Pete and stuff. And yeah, but that's why I moved here. It was uh, I moved to work on the show in 2012. My God! So, and what year did you meet him? How many? How much? I don't know when I actually met him. I would say between meeting him and doing the show, probably I met him in two thousand eleven. I don't know, but I feel oh, like wow. I maybe I wrote him in like two thousand eight or something. Oh my God! Yeah. That's such a beautiful, hopeful story. Yeah. Did Patton write you back? He did. Oh my God! All these people just so loving and his yeah. community. And I did a show with him one time. He he was nice enough he asked me to open for him which was i was like really flattering yeah i opened for him two shows a while ago when i was new to la which was also felt like amazing awesome yeah and then after one of the shows i wrote him and i said hey you actually were really nice and you wrote me i wrote you on myspace a long time ago and you wrote me back and then i sent him a screenshot of what he had said he had a very he it was good he had a very diplomatic way of like not answering my question oh really yeah but it's like it was great because I was like, you know, I had like this whole, some bullshit that was like bothering me. Some show I was setting up and the promoter was like a fucking asshole or whatever. I was like, how do you, you know, like keep it like DIY or whatever. I don't know. And um, he was like, you'll learn more from your failures than any advice I could give you or something like that. Oh. And I was like, nice curve. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's something. That's not wrong. No. But yeah. I use that sometimes. Yeah. Now when people are like, can you, do you have advice? I'm like. Well, Patton Oswalt ones. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you did the show. It got it ran for eight months. Mm-hmm. And then what happened after? Oh, my life fell apart. No. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, since then, it's just been like, I don't know what's going on, really. I've, I've been intermittently working, like, little gigs here and there. I went on some... Uh, Pete and I toured, f- continued to tour for a while and then we stopped touring together and then I went on some tours by myself and then I moved to New York last winter for like six months and then I just moved back in June. So it's been kind of all over the place. I like don't know what next and where I'm at with stand-up is kind of up in the air. And Why did you move to New York? I had always wanted to move to New York even before that thing when I was younger. Yeah. It was like always a dream of mine to move to New York. And I had just never done it. I mean, for like 15, 16 years, I'd been thinking about it. So it was just like getting 
doing that, getting that out of the way. And so you go, okay, go on. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I moved in the winter and it was like really fucking hard. It was fun and it was great. And it was like being in New York is like everything that I wanted it to be. But at the same time, it was also other stuff, which was really hard, which is winter. And I'd never experienced that anywhere. And it was so lonely. I also moved there in like the winter. So I didn't get to build up any momentum. Like these are my friends or whatever. I was just like thrust into no one's leaving their house and it's going to be like this for six months, you know? Yeah. So it was hard. It was really fucking hard. And I sort of hastily decided to move back. But at the same time, I was like going a little bit crazy, you know, because every day I was like, should I stay? Should I leave? And I didn't have like an amount of time that I was committing to, you know? So being on the fence like that is like crazy making because you're giving yourself the option to go. I'm like, well, if I'm depressed today... I could just buy a ticket right now. Yeah. You know? And when that's like every day, all day, that's all I was thinking about. Would you go back, you know, when nicer weather? And- yeah, I think about it sometimes, but I'm also like, I, I don't know. I'm like, why would I be going back? And what am I going to do? I'm not working here right now. I'm trying to get jobs, but I'm also like, I definitely don't have anything lined up there. Well, here's the thing. What, where is, where do you think comedy is at right now because I feel like it was back and forth sometimes like New York is more you know flourishing and exciting and, and all the energy and momentum is over there but I feel like there's so much happening in Los Angeles now now's a great time to be in LA what do you feel and what what do you want ultimately I don't know what I want which is the part that's fucking me up you know what are the choices though like what writing on a TV show or I don't know because yeah it feels like <laughs> There's still very limited for options right now. I mean, and then at the same time, I also feel like I could do anything, which yeah, is very you crippling. Can. You, you can do to anything. To me, that's very crippling. Why? Because it's like too many options. It's overwhelming and I want to choose the right one because I'm like a freak, like a perfectionist. And I f- have an h- immense fear of failure. Yeah. So I'm like, I got to do the right thing. What's the right thing? I mean, is this the right thing? So I'm constantly like, is this it? Should I go back to school? Should I get a degree? Should I get a real job? Like... I'm not making any money doing stand-up. That's not why I got into it. But if I'm going to be giving up like X amount of nights a week for however many years down the line, like, do I feel like the trade-off is worth it? You know? Yeah. Um, Am I doing it for healthy reasons? Am I doing it just to get external validation because I don't have internal validation? You know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like there's a lot of considerations that make me like, what? Yeah, I feel like I've stepped away from it a little bit. When are you... When are you happiest? Do you even know? Mm, I don't really know. I like doing stand-up, but there's also a lot about it that stresses me out, you know? It is stressful. What stresses you out about it? Just stage fright stuff? No, not, no, no. Really? Just thinking, it's just like thinking about career shit and uh, it working out or not, you know? Yeah. And it's hard to turn that off, so that's the part that makes me, like want to not do it even though it's like i wish i could just switch that part off and keep just enjoying doing stand-up yeah well so there is enjoyment that comes from it yeah because you have such an overactive mind you're so funny you're so sharp you're so like you know easy for me to say you're so hot you're so cool you're so young you're so stylish you're so talented it's true all these things and uh, oh no keep going yeah yeah. well it's yeah I'm, i'm serious but so it's like of course it's easy for me i get very stuck in my head i mean i can relate to you because uh taking it to me and I'll throw it right back to you but I can relate to you because I have this overactive mind too that just makes me seize up and do nothing yeah you know like that feeling of like you know I've been very broke before in my life and then 
it's similar to that feeling where you're like, oh, my God, I don't know how I'm going to make pay all these bills. I feel like I can't move because, like, I'm so terrified. I know I got to do stuff, but I'm so yeah. terrified because I feel like it's just hopeless. And, like, uh, all the bills are coming. And, they're and the same with, like, career options. Like, I could do this. But uh, anyway, and it's interesting because I know that you meditate. And you're, it seems like you're doing so much, like, work on yourself to try to, you know. Yeah, it's also exhausting, though, you know, T to be, like, doing all this work and then I'm like okay but am I letting myself be happy at all am I doing anything that actually makes me happy or am I just like constantly telling myself that I like need to be worked on you yeah. know what I mean so that means there's the implication there is that there's like something wrong with me there's like a lack or something or at least that's how part of how I perceive it that's why I need to do all this work and then when I do you know stuff that's just enjoyment or not work just other stuff i like feel bad about it often well that's so interesting because i totally know what you're talking about i can relate to that and yeah i mean i can't tell you how to be but this is what i have to do for myself i have to go all right you're already enough you're already allowed to exist you're already okay you're like shaking your head now. Like, you're like no, no you're not <laughs> no i'm not saying that i'm just, <laughs> just like kidding. even that is like so far that's like so i, I don't you're know so I, that's like that? stuff that i'm trying to yeah that's like <sighs> huge thing that I need to like work on but again it's like yeah working on it the shame is like my biggest thing and just feeling like not liking myself judgment and shame you know and so it's hard to even be like when yeah if I'm like feeling bad then I feel bad about feeling bad or if I'm not telling myself that I'm like good enough or whatever I'm like feel ashamed that I'm not like working on myself or yeah you know it just makes it all a lot harder. So I did the. I, but go ahead. Sorry. I, no, I no. This is. I'm. I'm only saying this because I see myself in you, and I totally get that. And so what I. What, I see myself in you too. Well, that's that's why. Uh, okay. That's why we're uh, smiling so big. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Right. Um, that was inappropriate of me. Sorry. No. I, <laughs> no, I do the same thing where I where I go. Uh, only recently I had like a moment of like I was I was like oh. I'm happy while I strive for more. Like I, I found it like I'm cause I want to be able to be happy while I'm still not where I want to be. So like during, during the journey of it, like mm -hmm. I don't make any money doing this podcast. Like I did, you know, but like, am I not getting paid for this? Uh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, forget how it. am I going to pay for your ice cream? <laughs> You don't pay me for doing this. Oh my god, the hits you'll get, you'll get alone. Oh my god, the, all the DMs you're going to get post this podcast for career and otherwise. Anyway, people DM. I do. It's going to be from you. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I do, other people do. Anyway, what I'm saying is, so I, because I used to always be like, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when. I'm not. Oh my god, other people are allowed to exist. Other people are allowed to have success. That's I, I get it for them. I understand them flourishing, but not me. Just all this like. I got to work on myself. Oh my God, am I doing enough? Like constantly suffering and at odds with myself. And now and I feel like I do way less internal work than I see you doing where you're like going to meditation retreats and you're like, but I'm trying to be like happy and nice to myself, but not like comfortable where I've stopped trying to do stuff, but just trying to be happy while I figure out how I'm going to pay the bills, uh, write a thing, get something made. Like, cause, uh, and just trying to, I don't know, with all the meditation stuff I'm listening to, because I'm fucking trying to figure it out or just whatever, mm -hmm. make this existence nicer and have less suffering and stuff. I just go, 
it's okay. Right now I'm going to watch this movie at home and I'm going to like take the time and do that. And then I'll get to the other stuff. I'm not going to be like, but you're not writing the thing. You fucking yeah. loser piece of shit. You're not writing the thing. Oh my God, you're just a lazy fucking dick. So then I'll watch the movie, but be feeling that way while I watch the movie. And then I'll go, oh my God, it ruined the entire movie experience. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ, how about one thing at a time? Like, but it is so difficult. And, uh, Anyway, that's a, an aside. That's no, my, I mean that's I'm at this the same place. And I just, uh, you know, I talked to my mom about like she has all these things she wants to do. She's she's like I want to do this, this, and this, and she just ends up like you know being mad at herself because she doesn't do any of it, or or just is down on herself. And I go, but what do you really want to do if you strip it away? So I ask you, like, I mean, not, maybe you're not going to figure it out all on my podcast today, yeah. but uh, but like, if you could really look at it. When are you the happiest? When you just push all the crazy thoughts aside, like when are you the most happy? And could you whittle your career down to like three things that you could just simplify your life instead of just being like, I could, I should do this. But what do you really want if you just thought you were allowed to have anything you wanted? I honestly don't know. You don't know. Because I have tried to think about this before and I do try to think about it, you know, from time to time. And I really don't know. And I feel like that's, you know, one of the biggest obstacles in the whole thing is like there's no vision or goal to work towards. And so, like, yeah, of course I feel stuck. There's no way to build momentum because I don't have a direction that I'm moving in. Have you been in therapy? Yeah, I'm in therapy right now. And I've been in therapy. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, Oh my god, you're yeah. so funny. It's- I really don't know. I I really don't know what I would be doing. And uh, yeah, it's hard. There's so much again, there's so much like judgment and everything tied into it all that I'm like it's hard for me to even and I second guess myself, my own thoughts and stuff. About where I'm what? like, can I really trust myself though? How do I know that I want to do that or like yeah. that I don't feel like I just should do that or well maybe that's a selfish thing to want or well, you know whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Like even things where I'm like, yeah, maybe I'd like to write and like act or something. I'm like, but is that maybe that's just like like escape like escapist sort of like fantasy because it's like I've never really done either of those things. So I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I'll just like what I really want to do is like something I know nothing about because well, it seems like different than what i'm doing but if i did that i would still be me so i might not feel great doing it well if you're funny and you're a good performer and you are no hold on if you're you're hilarious you're so sharp you have all this fucking crazy energy in your brain and all these like thoughts and all this stuff oh you think i'm crazy no if that was the only thing okay (laughs) that's how i used i used to be like oh god that's oh god and the bummer is taking a break from dating i think i'm like oh i'm good now i'm like healthy but then all the shit comes up when you date somebody because all of like if, yeah. if the guy I was having sex with, who I give I give power away to, or give my power to, if he were to say something, I have a tendency to go. I I I hear everything in the worst way, and I believe it. I believe I am mm. not wrong. Like you said this thing. You said you said it was crazy instead of like all the nice stuff all around it. Anyway, I'm yeah. Just, but uh, you did that earlier, but I can't remember what it was about. Did I? Yeah, I repeated something to you that you said. And then you were like, what? And then I was like, you said that earlier. I was trying to prove that I listened to you. And I'm then so you like, turned on by you right now. I've never been more lustful for a podcast guest who I haven't slept with uh, ever than this moment. <laughs> Are we fighting? 
weird, but it's like foreplay. Um, here's what I want. Gulp. <laughs> um, maybe. Okay, so if we're all just going to die, right? If we're all just going to die. Wait, what? If we're all just going to die oh and there is God. no Santa Claus and the, all this stuff. Ooh, if they're exclusive. exclusive. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Oh man, can you imagine if you just turn all your thoughts into like you just deciding, well fuck it, I'm going to go the other way and just think everybody loves me and I'm the greatest. If you could just delude yourself into thinking that, which is actually that it isn't delusional, it's probably true. Everybody Oh, you think you. I'm delusional? Yeah. I'm crazy. Okay. <laughs> if you could just twist your way to thinking, go the other way and be like, I'm awesome, everybody loves me and just like do whatever you're like whatever you fancy to do. That would be so great cuz you are so fucking hilarious. Maybe. So if we're all just going to die, Maybe just do stand up every day. I'm just gonna tell you what to do. This is how our relationship's gonna work. I'll pay for the ice cream and I'll tell you what to fucking do. Oh my god! You should just maybe you just want to write a script and make a movie or whatever you want to do because you're like, fuck it. I want to see if I can do that because I'm curious because I want to challenge myself and then if I and then I can have and then I can experience this new thing, see how it goes, and then just collect all these experiences and then follow what what you enjoy and discard what you don't you know enjoy and then because fuck it i mean we you could just get hit by a bus tomorrow and that'd i would be, like that'd be great um, <laughs> no, you're, you're gonna live the longest out of anybody now no yeah it's already so much <laughs> it's already so i feel like your hair is going gray during this podcast so you came in here i was like you look amazing wow you think i'm okay i mean no, i think I'm, that one straight up was no insulting, it wasn't i mean but... and it's me Seeing myself through my father's eyes, thinking I'm a fucking, uh, to quote him, a, oh, ball, a ball buster, uh, you know, sucking the life out of all men who uh, cross my path. Okay, so now you've taken your insult and twisted it into some sort of like <laughs> I'm a manipulator, complex. yes. I'm okay, a- <laughs> yeah, great. You need to stop seeing a therapist right now. You need to write your script, do comedy every oh, single night. Oh, now you're night. trying to, no, I'm telling you to take control do. of my mental yeah, I health. Want, I want you to just stop thinking so you much. You should stop going to your therapist. Let me just tell you what to do. Oh, my God. Write a funny script. Impossible for it not to be funny because you're so fucking hilarious. I will, uh, you know, I can't wait to see that movie. Would you write a movie, or would you write a TV show? Well, I've been just what? trying to write a spec, to, or not a spec, but trying to write a sitcom or a pilot so that I could get just get a job. Great, do that. Sounds good. But the old self-loathing keeps popping up. Why? So. Self-loathing about what? I'm just like, oh, this isn't going to be good. I can't do this. Blah blah. blah. And then. I'm like, you know what I'll do? I'll just put this off for three months and then I'll come back to it. And then I come back and I'm like, oh, but you're a piece of shit. So maybe don't do this, you fucking idiot. I wonder what sex with you is like with all these thoughts. Is that the most time you're most free? Oh, no. No? No, I'm not free. I'm I'm like, I think I'm still totally in my head. You are? Yeah, but I'm just like, okay, well, let's just put on a show, you know? Really? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Huh. Let's just play the hits, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I think you should just write that. Whatever. Who gives a fuck what okay. I think, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I think, because I do this, I do a similar thing, just to go, oh, I'm going to write this piece of shit. Then you don't have to, then you're not at odds with yourself. Then you're like right on par with what you think of yourself already and be like, cool, I'm going to churn this piece of shit out and then send it to my friends who are hilarious and let them judge it. You know, and give me notes. Oh, you think I'm a piece of shit and my friends are funnier than me. Exactly. That's exactly what I said. Not at all. But, uh, you know, because that's what I do. I keep it real low. (laughs) Hmm. Oh, my God. And then you should also write a movie, star in your own movie. Okay. Show the world. Show yourself. Prove to yourself. You think? 
sex scene or or what? <laughs> Can I write you into a sex scene of something I write? Oh. Yeah. Oh god. Safe sex. Safe sex. That's the only way I get down. How many girls have you had sex with, do you think? Oh, I think like mm-hmm. under 200. <laughs> Oh my god. How often do you perform stand up? Mm. Not often right now. I've been like I said, I've been taking kind of like a little break. And what have you been doing? Have you been meditating? like what you went did this meditation retreat? What was that all about? Uh <laughs> I did a ten day silent meditation retreat and it was just like You've told the story before, clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. have to get into it, but I mean, it was cool. I had never done anything like that before. I'd been meditating with an app for like two years and I was like, What's the point of this shit? And then I was like Where's the heavy shit, you know? Yeah. See the real deal. So I went to the silent retreat and it was crazy. It was great. I really liked it. I'd like to do another one, you know, but, um, yeah, some stuff came up. It was kind of trippy. It felt pretty amazing. I really enjoyed not talking for 10 days and not making eye contact with anybody and doing everything very slowly and not using my phone, not reading, not doing anything except for meditating, basically. What did you notice at the end of it? Um, I don't know. It just made me want to like, I just kind of wish that I could stay on retreat a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But then I immediately drove to the outlet malls that were on the way back from, (laughs) 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 I'm only human. Is that where you bought that real cool shirt? No. Shh. There's these ladies outside here talking so loud, just trying to pie. All these nice ladies. I bet they have all the answers. Well, you guys can't see it. There, there's like a... Wow, you really oh. switched on a dime there. That is terrifying. I, what, me? Yeah. Oh, the fact that I didn't like them. Then I. <laughs> there's these ladies. Oh, these nice ladies. That's why you and I would be like, we'd probably murder each other if we dated. I'd be like, I don't know. I'm just feeling so many feelings. Fuck me. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't murder. I'll say that. I wouldn't murder. You'd murder... I wouldn't do it. I was trying to make a sex I feel like joke. you would murder me. I would murder you? What were you going to say? I uh, would murder what? I was going to make a murder. Go ahead. I'm not going to say it. I'm not that kind of person. I, yeah, I'm, <laughs> sometimes let's have some subtlety sometimes, okay? This isn't the place for that. Um, okay, well, thanks for coming on. And <laughs> this was really fun. What's next for you? Yeah, fine. We will land this plane. We'll land this plane. You did the meditation. Oh, but here's what I do want to know. How did you like? How did you use what you learned, or how did you take what you learned there and integrate it into, you know, being in a, in a big city like uh, Tinseltown here? Um, I don't know if I was really good at integrating it. Um, I tried to like be more mindful and stuff, but at the same time, again, like anything else that could be good, I turn it into something where I'm like. Oh, well, I'm not being mindful enough. And then yeah. I feel, you know, and then it becomes this like dogmatic fucking nightmare. So I've done that with it and that was good. That was really good. <laughs> so it felt familiar to me, you know. Do you feel more sensitive after that kind of stuff? Because I feel like the more I meditate or the more mindful I become and whatever, I feel, and I'm not drinking, you don't drink. I just feel like I'm so hyper aware of everything that's going on around me and what's going on in my brain that I feel like a raw nerve. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like way more sensitive than ever before. I think a little bit. It's like very disorienting. Once we were like in the retreat when we could break the silence and everyone is just like so happy to be able to talk to each other. But at the same time, I'm partly like, this is 
a lot for me to handle. We haven't talked in 10 days and everyone is just going off, you know? Yeah. And eventually I was like talking too, but I was like, I need to get away from everybody right now. I cannot handle this, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, then you go to the outlet mall and it's just like, God, finally peace. (laughs) Silence. Silence. Just to be alone in a crowd. With these Adidas sweatpants that I thought would be discounted, but they're not. They weren't. Do you still get a discount on American Apparel? Fuck no. Fuck no. No. That's the only reason I invited you on to this year podcast. Oh. Oh my God. How are we going to land this plane? It's your plane to land. I know. But, you know, I want to be in this cool codependent thing with you and just like land it together. Or like, you know, just learn how to work with another person in a cool way. (laughs) What's next for you? Um, So you're not doing so. I mean, how are my audience? I have some shows coming up. I want to know about these shows. Um, and how do how does every how do all the girls who have now fallen in love with you and are who want to change you and help you and like uh, you know yeah seek help. <laughs> That's what I would say to them. How are they going to find you? How are they all going to like? How are they going to MySpace you? Mm, I mean, can, but now yeah, so. they can find me in the self help book section <laughs> at Skylight Books or Stories in Echo Park. Um, I'm just kidding. I buy used them. <laughs> online um i don't support independent business oh uh, neither do you come on ladies don't act like yeah that's what i thought um and then yeah i have shows on my website at this is chris you can find me on fucking twitter okay mm, yeah. chris thayer says yeah. you can find me on fucking instagram okay at Woomp. Thayer it is. <laughs> W-H-O-O-M-P Thayer. T-H-A-Y-E-R. It is. Come on. You know how to spell that. And I think that's pretty much it. Um, you could email me if you oh. want to send pics. I'm just kidding. Oh my God. Just give us your number. Just give us your... Well, you're not an antidepressants? No. Why don't you go on antidepressants? What's that? Uh, why wouldn't you? Have you considered it? Have why don't I? Have that was the ever- first thing that you said. Why don't you? Have you ever considered? No, because I'm just saying, if you're thinking a lot of that, I mean, what? If the entire world is medicated. It must have crossed your mind at some point to be like, I want to silence these thoughts a bit to make life more manageable. Um, have you ever considered it or is this too personal? No, I've considered it. I'm like still thinking about it. It's just weird. I don't know. I, I It's weird. I've been willing to try all this other stuff. And then for some reason, I still am like afraid of be, being medicated, I guess. Yeah. But who knows? Anything can happen. Well, if this, anything, <laughs> if my date on Saturday doesn't work out, I'm really excited about what we could be. And, uh, I've got a great doctor who can write you a cool script. Wow. And, uh, we could flourish as long as you pay for that first ice cream date. Wow. I think we're going to be real cool. Oh, like ice cream. Good one. That well, wasn't the joke you made, but I blamed it on you. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> oh my God. Are we landing? I think we're landing this plane. No, we definitely are. We're landing this. Um, do you regret doing this podcast? No. Do you wish that it was still going? No. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say, do you regret it? But then I decided not to. No. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's been great. And um, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Thank you for talking to me, Chris Thayer. Thank you for talking to me, listening to me, just making me feel, you know, heard and holding space for me yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) okay thanks bye
Now leaving Nerdist.com.